With KSOM and KS95 News, I'm Tom Robinson. Drought conditions improved in the eastern portion of Iowa with little change in the southern part of the state, according to the latest U.S. drought monitor released uh, this week. Well, Tom, in uh, east-central Iowa, where we previously had a pocket of exceptional drought, um, that has been slightly eased to extreme drought, which is still, of course, bad enough. Um, but outside of that area, there actually were pretty minimal changes uh, to the overall drought monitor. And in southwest Iowa and the Atlantic area, um, no detectable change. Jim Lee is a meteorologist with the National Weather Service in Des Moines. He says there is a decent chance for some rain towards the middle of the next week. Past that, the Lee does not see a clear signal of the development of dry or a wet pattern. We're entering the season now where it's kind of hard to change the, um, the drought outlook categories because a lot of that is not just based on precipitation, but it's also based on impacts. And at this time of year, it's, it, you know, in the winter, it's hard to detect the impacts of um, particularly wet or dry spells. So if we happen to get some very high precipitation events, I could see maybe some improvement. Uh, but even if it remains very dry, it's going to be hard for the categories to get much worse until impacts begin again in the spring. Temperatures will remain above average for the foreseeable future with a high in the 70s today and again on Monday. National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration is predicting a warm winter in Iowa. The warmer conditions are the result of the El Nino pattern, which makes the Pacific jet stream move south, causing hotter and drier conditions in the Midwest. As far as temperatures, there is an above-average chance for unusually mild conditions across much of the lower 48 states, mainly along the northern tier and into the northeast, as well as in northern Alaska. However, this will not necessarily mean a lack of snowfall in these areas. El Nino winters tend to be wetter in Iowa. Navigator Heartland Greenway has pulled the plug on its CO2 pipeline. They're abandoning plans for a pipeline that would transport liquefied carbon dioxide from ethanol plants across Iowa to underground storage facilities. Navigator cites an unpredictable approval process in both Iowa and South Dakota for the cancellation. Summit Carbon Solutions says they're delaying plans for their CO2 pipeline for two years. Both companies ran into significant opposition from environmentalists and landowners over their plans. Red Oak Police arrested 45-year-old Jill Renee Coddington of Red Oak on Thursday in the 1600 block of East Summit Street for domestic assault causing bodily injury first offense. Officers transported Coddington to the Montgomery County Law Enforcement Center and held her on no bond. Another family is joining the lawsuit against Snapchat after their loved one died from buying a fentanyl lace pill on the app. Many families are accusing Snapchat of having features that help people buy and to sell drugs. The latest lawsuit is one of five filed against Snap Incorporated by the Social Media Victims Law Center on behalf of 65 families. The lawsuit asserts that built-in features like disappearing messages and drug sales to minors on this platform were the foreseeable result of the designs, structures, and policies Snapchat chose to implement to increase its revenues. Now, the app is asking for the lawsuit to drop, claiming the platform is protected from illegal actions by its customers. And the Iowa Utilities Board is encouraging residents with money issues to talk with their utility providers before the yearly winter service moratorium on November 1st. Iowa's winter moratorium law disallows utility companies from disconnecting customers' home heating utilities if residents forget to pay between November through the end of April. People can be financially assisted by the Low-Income Home 
Energy Assistance Program, which are receiving applications from those who are 60 years or older or disabled. Those who have any concerns should contact the Iowa Utilities Board. Iowa's seasonally adjusted unemployment rate picked up to 3% in September, up from 2.9% last month, but down from 3.1% one year ago. Meanwhile, Iowa's labor force participation rate decreased slightly from 68.7% to 68.6% in September as college students left the workforce to return to school. The U.S. unemployment rate remained at 3.8% in September, and the national labor force participation rate remained at 62.8%. Mrs. Diane Flannery, Guthrie Center Elementary Principal, has been named the Iowa Talented and Gifted Administrator of the Year. Mrs. Flannery was born and raised in Bagley, Iowa. She earned her teaching license from Iowa State University in 1983 and began her education career teaching in the Nevada School District from 1984 to 1994. After moving back home to Guthrie Center, she began working for Guthrie Center School as a first and then sixth grade teacher from 1996 to 2013. And in 2011, she earned her administrator licensure from Iowa State and in 2013 became principal at Guthrie Center Elementary. Throughout her years as an educator, Mrs. Flannery has been a strong advocate for not just talented and gifted learners, but all learners, creating a positive learning environment to help all students grow and achieve their full potential. Diane and her husband, Dennis, live in Guthrie Center. They have three adult children and six grand dogs. After 37 years of service in public education, she will retire at the end of this school year. Shift ATL, a 501c3 nonprofit, along with the Atlantic High School cross-country team, will be hosting their fifth annual turkey trot in Atlantic on Thursday, November 23rd at 8 a.m. This year's event will have both in and person and virtual option to, to participate. The in-person event will include a 5K route and one-mile route option, both leaving from the Atlantic Area Chamber of Commerce at 102 Chestnut Street at 8 a.m. sharp. Attendees can grab some warm eats and drinks from inside the building's post-race. The virtual event can take place at the registrant's discretion. Cost to register $25, with the option to add a on-race day gear, a long-sleeve T-shirt, Orders include any of these items need to be submitted by Tuesday is $40. And November 7th, in order to ensure items are here before race day, registration for the race will continue until the day of the event. Proceeds from this year's event will go 100% to the Atlantic Cross Country team as a thank you for their help in putting on this year's turkey trot. To get registered, visit getmeregistered.com slash Atlantic Turkey Trot or shiftatl.org slash turkey trot to view full event details. More information about Shift ATL or the turkey trot, visit facebook.com slash shiftatl, www.shiftatl.org, or email shiftatlantic at gmail.com. I'm Tom Robinson. Have a great afternoon.